uh, chapter 12, Ephraim feeds on the winds. What is this wind that he's talking about? He pursued the east wind all day. Shortly, because of uh, where I live now, I've been able to follow the month of October. By the end of October, there is one great wind that blows. All the leaves, either you like it or not, the one that the gardener has been blowing with all this, blowing, 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 every day they keep on falling, the whole compound is full of leaves and everything. But this last wind, when it comes in October, it blows everything away. There is a mighty blow, blower that God used from heaven like a wind, and it comes to take them away. Now God is describing Ephraim. So Ephraim feet on the wind. He pursued the east wind all day. East wind is the wind that blows in the desert place and can wither a flourishing crop. Is that our lifestyle? Talking to Ephraim like that. That is, the, that is what Ephraim likes to feed on. Feeds on the wind. Lifestyle is like he can destroy anything. Despite God's warning and everything. He pursued the east wind all day, all day, continuing in trouble and everything. He makes a treaty with Assyria. And sent olive oil to Egypt. They, they trade with Assyrians. Assyrians are the evil people. That is the people that they like to trade with. So what are the things that represent Assyrians? Who are the Assyrians in our lives? That despite God taking us out of the world, we still want to go back to them. May the Lord help us. He said, what is the treaty that he makes with Assyria? They sent olive oil to Egypt. Crude businesses. Assyrians represent bad attitudes, bad way of life, bad people that we mix with. The more God is taking us out, the more we are becoming that wind that is making everything that has flourished in our life to be destroyed. And how do we destroy them? We make treaty. We make alliance with wrong people. May the Lord help us. When God has said to us that we must not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, what are those things that take us back into the world? Ah, they are my business partner. And it's only business that we face. Be very careful so that they don't drag you into the world. The more. The Lord has a charge to bring against Judah. We punish Jacob according to his ways. We will not punish Jacob according to his ways alone. He's going to punish Jacob according to his deeds. And he makes reference to them. What are the things that Jacob did that will cause punishment on Jacob? Jacob practiced the deception, deceit. He will punish Jacob according to his ways, that is, way of life, and, we, and uh, repay him according to his deeds. What are his deeds? If you read the book of Genesis 25, 26, you see it there, you can put it on the screen because of time, I'll be rushing. Read the book of Genesis 32, 24 to 29. You will see some of the things, and this scripture, Hosea mentioned them, his deeds. And repay him according to his deeds. In the womb, he grasped his brother's heel. Been a fighter from the beginning. Fight in the womb. They were twins, Esau and Jacob. He grabbed his brother's heel. 
criticizing. We don't know how, why. And if for us, when we leave this place, go and find out about, about it. Amen? But it has happened from the, uh, from the womb, even though God has prophesied. Since they were conceived in the womb, that this is what is going to happen. And he demonstrated it right from the womb till he came, came to life here. As a man, he struggled with God. Wrestled with angels. Said he struggled with angels and overcame him. He wept and begged for his, for his favor. He found him at Bethel. That is, that is where he found God. As he wrestled and all the rest of that with all these things, he found God. All for God to bless him. And talk with him there. That is, he spoke with God. Form of the angel and said, the, Almighty, the Lord God Almighty, the Lord is his name. You find time when you get to read about it. He wrestled. And he found God. In that Genesis 35, uh, 30, 32, verse 2 there, he forged his household of idols. That is Genesis 35, verse 2. When he, when he found God and all the rest of that, he tells his household to get rid of their idols. Let's quickly read there. Because what are your deeds towards God? May we meet God in our evil deeds towards him. Look at that, Genesis 35, verse 2. It says, So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Get rid of the foreign gods. As God would give me, as I was preparing for this message, God was giving me a message, Get rid of the foreign gods. The Lord will enable me to preach it. A lot of things were coming on my head. Get rid of the, preparing your household. Preparing the people of God. You know, like what we are doing, consecrate yourself. Do you understand? Get rid of the foreign god. How, how are you going to do this? May the Lord help me because he said so much to me when, when he was talking to me about that. He did. Was deceitful. He did wrestling. He did deception. Fighting. But when he met God, wrestled with God, though his hip was broken, but he wrestled with God. And with that, God blessed him. He was able to prepare his household. After that, get rid. What are your deeds that God is changing you for? Bless his household and said to them, get, let's go to that verse 1. First, let's read from verse 1. Thirty-five, verse one. Hallelujah. So there are some because of the love of God. Even when we forget God, when we try to do things that are, He said, then God said to Jacob, "Go up to Bethel, and settle there, and build an altar there to God." Obedient, someone that has been deceitful, doing all these type of things, but now heard God. May we hear God tonight. He said, and build an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. There are a lot of things about that. For him to, 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 to run away, deception. His mother deceived him to do wrong things. And it caused him trouble. 
they now have to decide to run away. But this same Joseph, uh, Jacob, God appeared to him. He said, who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau? Yes, verse 2. No matter how bad we are, God is still loving. Amen. Let's listen to the voice of God so that he can be able to bring us back. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him when they were coming back, get rid of the foreign gods you, you have with you and purify yourself and change your clothes. Is this similar to what Apostle is leading us to do? Is God not wonderful? Why is it that God is taking us to here and he's, he's saying the same thing to us in the Bible study, saying the same thing to us in the church? You know, so we must be very careful. God's love is so, is divine. Because he says here, he will punish Jacob according to his ways. For Jacob not to be punished, Jacob must get rid of the, the with his household, must get rid of foreign gods. <coughs> Obedient to God, you have with you, and purify yourself, and change your clothes. I believe God is saying something to us tonight. Because of the love of God for Jacob, he must do all these things. Because the same Jacob has practiced deception, done evil things before God wrestled with God himself in order to be blessed, grasped his brother's Esau's heel, Genesis 25-26. But here, in order for him to see, to, for the love of God to, 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 to be demonstrated in his life, he must forge his household. Forge himself, because when you are forging your household, you must be number one. Amen. And he says here in the womb, because and repay him according to his deeds. His deeds. What are his deeds? He didn't put it there, wicked deeds. But some of these deeds are wickedness. Amen. In the womb, he grasps his brother's heel. He's mentioning about his deeds. And about his ways. I'll ask you a question like, what are his deeds and what are his ways? You must be able to answer from that uh, Hosea chapter 12. As a man, he struggled with God. He struggled with the angel and overcame him. He wept and begged for his favor. He found him in Bethel. At least that is where he found God. May we find God in Jesus' name. And talk with him there. The Lord God Almighty. The Lord is his name. May we find God and may he speak to us in love, in Jesus' name. But you must return to your God. And this is Hosea speaking here, was advising. After giving an example of deception, of unruly attitude, of unfaithfulness, of the lifestyle of the people of God, now he's now pleading to them. And he mentioned two principles there that I want us to take home tonight. But you must return to your God. And when you return to God, for adventure, you have been going your own way, you have been wrestling, you have been holding heels, you have been fighting, being a fighter, you have been deceiving and all the rest of that. But now, Hosea is not bringing it forth to them. He said, but you must return to your God. You are backsliding, you have been in the world. I think there is a pleading here 
that you must return to God. And when you return to God, you maintain love and justice. Let's have those two words tonight. Justice. You must not be partial. You must maintain love. You must not hate this and love that. Love must be sincere. So, Zia in his advice was giving these two principles. Said These two principles are the foundation of God's character. Justice and love. God, he said, I hate favoritism or something like that. God is not partial. God is sincere. God is loving. So let's hold forth to these two principles here. Maintaining the love and maintaining love and justice. And as we maintain love and justice in our relationship, in everything that we do, and wait for your God always. The two principles, love and justice. And then as we walk in love and in justice, we must wait for, for God always, always. Now, Amos chapter 8, verse 5 can be related to this verse uh, 7. He said, The merchant uses dishonest scales. When you maintain love and justice, there is no way you can be using dishonest scales. You know, you must mention it, how they cheat. And I did explain to you the other day that in those days when we are little and they asked us to go and buy rice, they would have pumped uh, push the inside like this, bend it inside, so that the inside will go down. And they will tell you that they are giving the right measurement. All these are the things that they say are spoken about. They will, they will deceive you and say that it is a full measurement. But they have melted it underneath to wait for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's, it's reminding them here, anyone that maintains love and justice will not cheat. Will not deceive. The merchant uses dishonest skills. And loves to defraud. This was what they were doing in those days. Ephraim boasts, I'm very rich. I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find in me any iniquity or sin. We cannot boast about our wealth. The same thing that you are talking about, because I, I, I marked this when you, when you were giving uh, uh, examples on that. Uh, 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 is the Lord our God that giveth us power to make wealth? We cannot boast of anything. We must not be too proud in our heart. Look at what Ephraim is saying. After we know that the merchants, that is, people, the merchants in those days are people that God has really blessed. They are the people that go to, uh, to bring goods from afar. You know, Proverbs talks about that. We shall be like merchant sheep that brings our goods from afar. Merchant sheep, they come with a lot of nice nice things and these merchants are the rich people of those days they have money they have everything but yet some boast of their riches what is it that god has blessed you with god doesn't want us to boast of them we must remember that it is he that has given us wealth given us the power to make wealth with all my wealth they will not find me in any iniquity or sin which is a lie because if you can boast like this, you are the one that cheats most. A lot of business people, they cheat. They cheat. So when your business is booming, make sure that you are not like this merchant people here. 
I have been I have been the Lord your God ever since you came out of Egypt. Look at God's love there. Despite all their boasting and everything, we must not be proud in our wealth. We must know that it's not by our hard work or by intelligence that God has given us wealth. So we cannot boast about it. A lot of people boast about their intelligence. Look at, let's look at the time that we started from the beginning. We don't have anything. God just, it just pleases God. Then he promoted you. Took you to the next level in your life. Look at our sister. I still mention it tonight. How she's grateful that God took her to the next stage in her life. To some people, if God takes you to the next day, ah, you don't even come to church anymore. And you can be part of the people that can talk about and boast about your wealth here. Say they will not find me in any iniquity. I have money now. There is no way I can be seen in lie, 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 lie. Because you have spoken it, that shows that you are actually in it. I'm very rich. I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find in me any iniquity or, or sin. I have, uh, I have been the Lord, uh, I have been the Lord your God. Ever since you came out of Egypt, I will make you live in tents again. Because of your pride and all the rest of that. You know, during the time that they even lived in tents, when you read the book of Exodus, and not, it, it was a time of celebration. They built camps, or various camps, which I used to teach us when we were having our conference, that you cannot afford to travel. You must make sure that you are part of the game. You are part of the blessing that God is about to bless us. In those days, it's a very big festival. So I want to use that to really encourage the women of rural destiny. This is forthcoming conference. It's not going to be, I can only attend the money session because I have to. They've given you one year to plan your life. So everybody must be here. We are supposed to be in this tent. We are pitching our tent from morning till evening. We only have break times. Don't go to work and be rushing for work. No. Except if your work, maybe you have taken all your leave or something like that, but you must be able to appropriate it. The time of celebration. So God was telling them now because you have boasted in your wealth, you have thought it is by your own self that you do. He said, even I have been the Lord your God even since you came out of Egypt. I've been monitoring you. I've been making way for you. I desired to make the uh, uh, Red Sea asunder. And it's like you pass through things that have been going on in your life. I make you to pass through a long route. So that you can be saved and all that protected you. He said, I have been there ever since you came out of Egypt. I will make you live in tent again. As in the days of your appointed feast. So, as in the days of the appointed, the appointed feast, it's going to be worse. That's what God is saying here. I spoke to the prophets. Gave them many visions. And told parables through them. There are ways, as I'm bringing them out of it, there are ways that I, I told parables, the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, to lead you. These are the things that God has done for you. But you, are, you continue to boast in your wealth. God said, ever since you came out of it, I will make you live in tents again. You are not supposed to be living in tents again, but he said again. That again is a confirmation that, look, tent is not where you're supposed to live. I make it good for you. But this time, if I make you live in tents, because of your uh, boastfulness, it's going to be worse. May we not live in tent again. He said, I spoke to the prophet, gave them many visions. Look at the way the, the Lord is giving us boastfulness. Look, there's sometimes I said, ah, we are hearing testimony, 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 and we are praying, 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 praying. You understand what I'm saying? 
It takes someone that God is leading to lead the great people of God. Maybe if it's me leading you, I won't say that uh, prayer. Because I want you to enjoy. Are you listening to me? But what we call enjoyment is not enjoyment. Enjoyment is the real prayer that is protecting us. So that we not our journey will not be too long. People are still having excuses. Excuses says since the beginning of creation, we have God's invisible qualities. Romans one twenty. His divine power and his divine nature being understood that we must not have excuse. A lot of us we have the divine power of God. The power divine power of God to do and undo. His divine nature. To, to, to do great, mighty things. To think like God. To walk like God. To move like God. That, those are the things that God has closed us with. But because we have different excuses, we cannot walk in His power. Neither can we walk in His nature. He said, being understood that men are without excuse. We are not supposed to have excuses. The man of God would have... You see, he said, I spoke to the prophets, gave them many visions, and told parables to them. Is it not parable that God is saying to us in this month of uh, October? It takes great men of God to hear God. For God to show them vision. For them to take us through. They will just hear it and say, no, 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 no. The people are working so hard. Eh, they don't need. But if you want blessing, can I advise you that you follow the discipline that God has, has given to the man of God, Apostle William? People of uh, 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 Gilead are wicked. He's not asking, is Gilead wicked? His people are worthless. They will not be like the people of Gilead. Because wickedness is when God is giving instruction, He's using the man in the house, He's using our leaders to lead us, and then we are doing our own thing. Then we become wicked. They will not be wicked. His people are worthless. Did they sacrifice bull in Gilgal? Their altars will be like piles of stones on a plowed field. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get Israel served to get a wife. We know the story of, of, of Jacob. Read Genesis twenty-eight verse five and Genesis twenty-nine eighteen. Be able to know how he served twice for fourteen years before he could get could, could marry his own wife. And to pay for her, he tended sheep. Those of you that are going to impregnate women, anyhow, you won't take permission. You just see a beautiful woman outside there, and beautiful woman too, you roll your eyes. Before you know it, you are, you are impregnated. You don't do the right thing for your parents to send you off properly. Rebecca was sent off properly. People that we read in the scripture were sent off properly. If you read that Genesis 24, verse 59, the blessing was properly blessed out of the house. So you young ones that are coming, you need your parental blessing so that you will not fade in life. When I look back today, I remember when my friends were telling me, go and get pregnant. Your parents will accept. No, I don't want to bring shame on my parents. So I waited and I got married. The blessing was serious. The night they were releasing me from my home, about 12 midnight, the prayers were going on. My father praying, everybody praying. We need that Parental blessings. Amen. Yeah. I don't worry. We go to registry. A lot of you just, you know, the way people do weddings. I, I, I salute you. But the Lord is going to, yeah. 
carry some young, young, tinny, tinny boys that don't even know anything about the experience of wedding, and they are coming, they are buying that. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. You need people that are experienced in life. People that have lived their experience life. Those are the people that you take to your in-laws. Don't bring young, young boys that don't know their left from their right, and they are putting heart. Hey, this is how they do it. They are coming to work. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord will enable me to really speak to you, fool. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There is wedding, there is wedding. Just carry some people that are coming to look show, and then you are doing show. You are dictating your life with show. Ha! Ah. Do you know people that are supposed to be in engagement? People that have lived good married lives. You look at elders in the church that their marriage is standing. Those are the people that come to beg for, for wife. Oh. Are you listening to me? You don't carry one young friend. Young friends will stay. They can't do anything. But they will stay. The real ones are the ones that comes out. To come and say they're looking for a wife. You think it's a small thing? To groom a child from beginning to the, that age. And you say anything, anything, anything. Somebody just come. Ah. And they're speaking. What do they know? <laughs> anyway. And let me just keep quiet for a while. Don't tell me that we see. Then we will see. Amen. The Lord will help us. Look at the reference here. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife. You don't just go and get a wife. That's why a lot of the divorce. Because you have played joked with it. Then the woman too will get there and be making rubbish. Good to your husband. Husband talk anyhow. Because you didn't get it in the proper way. People that their marriage have stood the test of time. They will come and speak when they are taking you. They will tell you what. They will give bad and good examples before they can take you away. That is serving. And look at the, I, I see if I put that Genesis 24, 59 there. Put it from 57. And there is something I want to get out of here. Let me go to my Bible so that I can, I can really show you what I want to get. Because I think God is speaking here. Because when I read that scripture, what came to my mind when I was reading it was what I'm discussing with you now. Genesis 24. Yes, let me read my Bible. You follow it there. Let me read from the fifth, uh, from 46. Or 45. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with a jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. And I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said, this is hospitality here. There is no more to discuss tonight. But I'm going to teach us in this. A wife I'm talking about. Not somebody that is not kind. Not hospitable. Drink. And I'll water your camel too. Not only giving the man drink. Some people say, ah, who am I to, to help you to water your camel or what? I've not even had time for myself to come. Eh? Somebody that is caring. That's the person you need. Not just somebody that is having makeup and today they, they put different thing here and it's long like that. Eh, you don't need those people. People that have done their nails, they can't do anything. They, they wear, there's nothing bad in wearing gloves. Before they make sandwiches, they wear gloves. They, because the reason we are wearing gloves is not because of the hygiene. 
so that uh, their nails, their pretty somebody that protecting nails. <laughs> That's the kind of woman that they are marrying these days. The Lord will help us. He says, so I drank. I'm not talking about hygiene. And she watered the camel too. I asked her, whose daughter are you? Some people, they don't, they don't know where you come from. You just go and grab one woman outside. You don't know where they come from. Don't find out about where the person is going. In our own days, they find out whether the person has leprosy. They find out whether they are blind in that household. They find out. You just fall in love. You don't know. By the time you give that to children, then you, your children are getting blind, blind, blind. You don't know. We thank God for scriptures. And then as far as I see, he's not blind. I know I'm, I'm all right with that. You've forgotten the generation you are bringing forth. Thank God for the day that you do blood tests. I don't know why I'm saying this now. You do blood tests and everything so that you will not create trouble or whatever. I don't want to go there. Marriage, this thing, we are going to discuss this. I tell Apostle to discuss it. He said, the th- whose daughter are you? Which home do you come from? Just go and grab somebody you don't know them from nowhere. And you cannot f- uh, let your parents find out. The nest is crazy in your head. Marriage, 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 marriage. You're working on the eye after working on the eye. What nest? He said, then I put the ring in her nose. Some people are complete. I pastor will explain that. I'm not ready to say that. It's a fashion. Today we put the ring in our finger. And the bracelet on her arms. That's fashion in those days. And I bow down and worship the Lord. I praise the Lord, the God of my father Abraham, who had led me. This is a servant thanking God because he was sent on an errand to, to the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me. If not, tell me, so I may know which way to turn. Leban and Bethuel answered, this is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you, uh, to, nothing, to, to, nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebecca. Take her and go. Release. I'm telling you, not somebody that just runs from the house. Go and meet a man and then you are leaving. You are not released, my dear. That's why you get many troubles. He said, here is Rebecca, take her and go. And let her become the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Then the servant brought out gold, silver, jewelry, and articles of clothing, and gave them to Rebecca. You think it's a small thing. Suitcases have to be loaded, though. All these are bad. Where are they? They are still in my house there. They must be loaded. A tie. Umbrella. You don't need blouses. You don't need to go. Eh? Skirt suits. What are you talking about? <laughs> so if you just carry all this yam that you eat tomorrow, then you are overweight. Anyway, the Lord help you. Because, but they use it for pandemic yam anyway. Don't, don't mind me. Then the servant brought out gold, silver, jewelry, articles of clothing, and gave them to Rebecca. You cannot afford to say we are going to manage. You cannot afford to do that. You must be, you must be able to. That suitcase, that's why when the third suitcase came into my house, I knew this one was not my own suitcase. So when they, they were helping a friend to live with me on my honeymoon. I know that this suitcase is not my suitcase. So I quickly pick it out. Whose suitcase is this? <laughs> May the Lord help us. He also gave costly gifts to her brother, to her brother and to her mother. Mm. What are you talking about? The mother of the day. Wow. Costly gifts, yo. 
cannot just come and make uh, two quick uh, costly gifts. The Lord will help you. Then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. The, the one thing I want to go there, I want you to understand, because he talks about how Jacob served. Before I get to this, uh, uh, no, but this is, this is not Jacob, this is Rebecca. But I'm just, I just came here because I don't want to go to that place. When they got up the next morning, he said, send me on my way to my master. But her brother and her mother replied, let the young woman remain with us ten days or so. Then you may go. But he said to them, Do not detain me now that the Lord has granted success to my journey. Because sometimes it's not easy to release a bride. Some of those of you, before they come and ask of you, you are running away. The next day you are moving your clothes. <laughs> I mean, the Lord help us. But they have to beg for her to say, Send me on my way so I may go to my master. Then they said, Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebecca and asked her. Will you go with your with this man? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I will go, she said. So they sent their sister Rebecca on her way, along with her nurse. They have to put like somebody with you, your brother or your sister that go with you. And Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Look at the blessing. This is where I'm coming from. Those of you that run out of the house or you go and get impregnated, you must be blessed. The whole family blessed Rebecca here. Her sister, may you increase. Some of you that are sending children out, you don't know how to bless your children when they are going. Here's a scripture for you. My daughter, may you increase. And they will call you mother of the house. Come and bless. Hey, we don't know what to pray. We have not done one before. This is one in the Bible. Her sister, may you be blessed. May you increase. To thousands upon thousands. May your offering possess the city of your enemy. You understand? There are more things to read here because of time. I will not go there. I can't even go to the, to the read Jacob one that serves now. But when you get to go and read it, I've told you the passages. And the Lord will bless you. So I just want to, that's just like something to tell us that some people that run away from the house. When your parents have not sent you out, you have not finished your studies. You have not done anything, and then the next thing is that you are running away from the house. May the Lord help you. They have done one wedding here. People that are set to and arrive for a wedding, they have walked them on the aisle. And you too feel that you need to be walked on the aisle. Before you know, you cause confusion in the household of faith. I can grab this girl, I can grab this boy. The next thing, you bring confusion to the household of faith. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. And parents that are supporting their children to do evil, may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. So here, what has led to this, because I said it's just like going up, was that Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife. You cannot just hook anybody's child. And then you said you want to walk. There are still women today. They even lure the men too. All these young, young girls, you think they don't know nothing. They lure. They start from rolling eyes. They start from deception. They start to do many things before you know it. People are misbehaving. Israel serve to get a wife. They serve. You cannot just come without really serving to get your own wife and to pay for her. And, and to pay for her, he tended sheep. Work so hard. Your in law, your father in law, your mother in law. 
must look after them. Big, big suitcases, gold, every all these great articles. May the Lord help us. But Ephraim has aroused his bitter anger. His Lord will leave on him the guilt of his bloodshed and will repay him for his contempt. May we not take God for granted. God's love for us is serious. <coughs> That's why I said in this scripture 13, the Lord used the prophet to bring Israel up from Egypt. By a prophet, he cared for them. And who was that prophet? Moses. Let's not take advantage of our Moses. We have a Moses in the house. It's through him that God is leading us this far. Especially those of us that started from the beginning. There is a testimony about Apostle Williams. It's not because I'm privileged to be his wife. That the way he started with us, he has not changed. And remember in those days, Apostle would take people to North London and come back and take them to, he would go as far as Barnet with his car. And take some people when he's coming from Barnet to through North London, come back, carry people now to another part of all this North London business because a lot of us come from there then. Before he will come back and take people again to Heathrow area. Come back, we are still sitting there in the cold there. Myself and my children. That's why God has to bless us and those of you that are still with us. The children, so some of you, your husband will just carry one person, you are still in the car. Just like, no, 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 no. Like, no, we sit down in the cold. And he goes many trips before he will come and take us to the house. Are you listening to what I'm telling you tonight? Don't let us forget the days of little beginning. Let us not forget where God is taking us, is taking us from. I wrote here, don't forget where you are coming from and how you acquired your wealth. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Put God first, for he has been good to us from beginning. Let's begin to see God from the beginning of this journey of Christ to Tabernacle. Those of us that started, I remember Pastor Debbie here, the intercessor, she has not changed. She's still interceding. Because I remember in Hildartin Road in those days, how we gather, carry our pushchair with our children, walking by, by our side. You understand? The children that God has given to us, they are supposed to work with us in ministry. People get ordinarily pregnant, they can't come to church anymore. I'm pregnant. <laughs> I never put spit in my mouth, so there is no woman that should be putting spit when they are pregnant here. You have to follow your leader. No, 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 no. You don't do things that will irritate your husband. Are you listening to me? The Lord will help us. Because when you put spit all the time, the man is fed up now, isn't he? I don't put spit, so we must not put spit. Let's not forget where we are coming from. Let's not forget our prophet. If you read the book of Exodus 13, 17 to 19, you'll be able to read more about how Moses led the children of Israel. What I'm trying to talk about here, let's look at the love of God for us and respect our leaders I keep still talking about. Husbands, remember how your wives have helped you Wife, remember how your, your, wife, uh, your husband has carried you up. And they've been leading you and leading you. There are many times that friends want to take us away. But our husband will say, be very careful. Vice versa. Wife, be very careful. 
that way is not good. Just remember those little days of little beginnings. It's not now that God is now blessing that you want to mess it up. May we not mess it up. In the name of Charlie Chris, we were discussing it with somebody today. Christian women, we mess it up a lot. I don't worry. I know how to. It won't be annoyed. It won't be. And then to be rude all the time. Could that not be your portion? In the name of Jesus. Let's not take our husbands for granted. Let's not take our wives for granted. Charlie, husbands for granted. They are the manager of our homes. And the Lord will help us. I rest my case here. Is there any addition? Or you just feel that this is what God has laid on your heart? Amen. And the Lord will bless us. If not, I rest my case and look forward to us, to seeing us, not next week. The whole of next week is uh, super duper, whatever you want me to call it. We are having a, okay, yes, contribution. Microphone, please. So we have our convention. Make sure that you, you remind us, we remind ourselves, text people, all you grace and mercy, send grace and mercy all around. Eh? Yes, question? Um, Ma, I just so wanted to make a, a, a brief addition. Yes, contribution. come up, come up, come up. Okay. Um, just a very quick contribution to all that's been said. Um, all through the, the book of Hosea, right from the beginning, right through even to chapter 12 that we're on, there's a great emphasis on wickedness and Something just kept on pondering in my heart that, okay, what is the meaning of the word wicked? To be able to even understand actually what is sin, I think there's the need to have a deep understanding of, of what the word wicked itself means. So I checked the dictionary and it, it took history back to the Greek language and the, the word wicked itself actually comes from the word weak. Weak is actually like, it's not even a person, it's actually a state of being weak, as in W-E-A-K. And when, when someone is weak, they cannot in actual fact relate with somebody who is actually reaching their full potential. That brings into the picture a state of envy, a state of, you know, not wanting to be able to accept that person over and above and not even being able to now um, gain from their strength or draw from the strength. But I wouldn't want to dwell too much on the, on the word wickedness, but that gives us an understanding and it, it goes into all, uh, so many other forms of, about the twig and the shaft, about the fact that it's very, very shallow, it's very brittle, it's very easy to burn and, and in actual fact to get rid of. Although it may, it may grow, you know, and, and develop itself, but God gives room for repentance. And that takes me to the aspect of repentance in itself, and Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ um, prayed a prayer that gave me an, an assurance and put me in a safety nest. In John chapter 17, verse 15, taking it from 15, I'll read it very, very quickly because of time, where he, he, he actually prayed, um, my prayer, I started from 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that he protects them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself, that they too may 
truly, they may be truly sanctified. That gives me a picture of a safety net, and I just wanted to join force, if I can use that word with mommy tonight, where she kept on emphasizing about the fact that if you stay in the place of repentance, I mean, it's, it's an every, I think it's an everyday um, task to actually task ourselves inwardly rather than pointing the finger at the Israelites or anybody else at every opportunity, but a continuous check on ourselves, like ticking each and every day to say, look, is there any area of my life I really, really need to just um, to, to stop whatever it is that's not pleasing in the eyes of the living God? May God help us in our, in our walk. <laughs> yes, let me just um, uh, conclude on what our sister was talking about. Her inference about um, the definition or origin of wickedness is really talking about the not the act of wickedness. That inference is talking about the cause of wickedness. Because wickedness itself, uh, as inferred by Christ, is anything that derogates from godly standard and, you know, falls into flesh or satanic standard. As you derogate from what God has said in Scripture, that is wicked. And New Oxford American Dictionary and Oxford Dictionary of English have the same understanding about the act and it's defined as the quality of being evil or morally wrong. And, you know, this will be the redefinition of wickedness because wickedness is derogating from godly standard. That is fact. But what can cause it is a weakness of a man, which is what uh, our sister is communicating. But finally, too, when we read about all the prophets and the records of prophets and Israel, God talking about all these people in the Old Testament, the major thing is for us to recognize that in the church today, the same thing is happening. That is the very, very key thing. And that we have to now check ourselves whether we are victim of it or we are not. Or we are accomplice of it. Because we may not be victim of it. But we will have people in church who, who, are, who are perpetrators of evil. They will always be in church throughout the life of every church. But they will seek to influence others who are seeking righteousness. So every member, therefore, you need to look at, in the record you are reading, there are some Jews that are wicked, who have abandoned God, they have followed idols, and they, are, they don't care. But there are some Jews who are not really perpetrators of evil, but because of association and weak will, they give themselves to evil things. And people like that, they are the ones who are quickly to repent. Whereas the other ones who are the real perpetrators, they will never. No matter what God did. If you look at the book of um, uh, Psalm, uh, I think it's 89. God said, I will kill them with the whip of, king, of, uh, with the, uh, whip of man. He said, I kill them with the whip of man. They didn't listen. I will kill them with the whip of horse. So, but we need to just look at those stories where we read them. They look, oh, why should people do that? But we are doing it too is happening in the church of God today and we must guide our hearts and also our minds, our decisions and, and the things that we do so that we don't fall a victim 
of anything that God will not like. Well, we're going to bring it to an end today.